To the men listening this morning, if a male contraceptive was available, would you buy it and use it? The realm of birth control has long fallen to women, navigating pills and coils and implants and the side effects that come with them. But today, and I stress it is very early days, a team of scientists have trialled a new male contraceptive in mice that stopped sperm in its tracks. Lonnie Levin is behind the research. He is a co-director of the Levin Buck Laboratory and a professor of pharmacology at Weill Cornell Medicine. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. What is driving you to make a male contraceptive? Simply reproductive equality. The single statistic that has me most, that strikes me the most, is that nearly half of all pregnancies are unplanned. That, by definition, means that we as scientists are not giving couples enough options. And as you mentioned in the intro, there really are few, if any, options and no pharmacological options available to men. And we saw this opportunity in our research, and we thought this would be a really great opportunity to provide reproductive equality. I think it's long been a joke among women about the fact that there are so many reproductive options for women and yet nada for men. Why has that been the case? So unfortunately, there's the answer is not complimentary to men. But the idea is that contraception is taken by healthy people. It's not like other medicines that you take. Medicines you take make you feel better or make you well. And making you feel well is a good thing, and you're willing to put up with certain side effects. Think of the most extreme example, a cancer drug. You're willing to put up with hair loss for a cancer drug. Well, that's pretty severe. For a contraception, there is a health consequence. Childbirth can be dangerous and and is is hard for uh, women. But the consequences for men are not necessarily as great. And so the risk-reward is different between men and women. The feeling in the field and amongst pharma is that a male contraceptive, there'll be a very, very, very low bar for side effects. In fact, when we discovered soluble cyclase, the enzyme we target is soluble adenylocyclase. When we discovered it over 25 years ago, and that was me and Jochen Buck, who we co-direct the lab together, the original Discovery was met with some excitement in pharma because it was thought to be a a good target because it's this on-off switch, as you mentioned in the intro. But the problem is our enzyme is expressed in multiple tissues. It's expressed throughout the body, and work on it stopped for about 15 years because the feeling was there was a chance for too much side effects. So the problem with the male contraceptive is the bar is very high for side effects. You have trialled in mice a contraceptive that is single dose, on demand and temporary. How does it work and and is it effective? Yes, it's effective in mice. We can make mice temporarily infertile for a couple of hours within 30 minutes of having taken the, the, the treatment. The reason we've resurrected that you explained it well, the reason we resurrected the use the search for a contraceptive is because we realized that if we can make compounds, that work immediately. So we give the compound to the mouse and this is a tool compound. So we inject this. Our ultimate goal is a pill that a man would take, but we we give this to the mouse, the compound gets into the sperm. And then here was the tricky part. 
when the sperm, when the compound sticks to the to the target in the sperm, the compound is so sticky, it stays attached. Even when the sperm leave the man where there's other where there's drug around and enter the female where there's no drug around. Usually the problem would be dilution, right? Compound on a target in sperm would be diluted off when it enters the female. We were able to make this breakthrough because we have compounds that stay stuck for a long enough time that it prevents the sperm from reactivating once it enters the drug-free environment of the female. Mm. So that's that's basically the the magic sauce for why this mechanism can work. And I think you've already kind of answered this in terms of the time frame, but obviously it's reversible, right? It's completely reversible by the next day. The mice are totally normal. Their fertility is back. We never see a behavioral phenotype. And because it's so fast acting and relatively fast off, right, by the next day, there's much less propensity to side effects. There's much less chance of side effects with an acutely given compound versus a chronically given drug, right? If you're not taking the drug every day, it doesn't build up, things like that. When do you think we will see male contraception available to the public? I mean, obviously, this is this is a study in mice. When do you right. see it developing into something that, that is actually obtainable for men? We're hopeful that in the next two to three years, we will be at first in human studies. There are lots of safety things that have to be gone through animal studies and with the compound of choice. But we'll have a pretty good idea from the very first first-in-man studies the very first clinical trials can be done with just men. We'll give test subjects the compound. And hopefully, it'll be a, it presumably will be a pill by then. They'll tell us if they feel okay. That's the normal first phase. Just is it safe? We'll also have those men give us an ejaculate. And that ejaculate will look at the sperm. And if the sperm aren't swimming, we'll have a very good idea that it's going to work. And the point is we could expedite. So normally this process from where we are to drug would be closer to 10 years. We're hopeful that we can get it done in six to eight years because we have this sort of quick first step that we could actually get an idea of whether it's going to work in the long term, just in that very first step when we just have men taking it. We won't need to look at couples right until we know whether we think it's going to work. Later trials will have to be in couples and real mating trials, but we'll know pretty soon, and that could make things shorter. Obviously, this is it would be quite a game changer. How open to male contraception do you think men will be? So there's been recent studies done, and there's one that's not out yet. It's it, we're in the it's in the midst of being done. It's not our work, but we've been consultants on the work. Uptake would be overwhelming worldwide. So this was done in, um, it was funded by the Gates Foundation. So it was done mostly in Sub-Saharan Africa and India, but also in the US. And the adoption rate would be very quick and gratifying to us. Men were given choices of what they would want to try. And over by far and wide on demand was what men were hoping to get. The interesting part is this study asked men who were in committed relationships if they could they could poll their partners the, in committed relationships. And at least in committed relationships, women were also very supportive and very trusting. The idea was that the adoption would be welcomed by both, by both partners. It's been such an interesting conversation. Thank you so much. Thank you for your interest. 
And that's Lonnie Levin, who is a co-director of the Levin Buck Laboratory and a professor of pharmacology at Weill Cornell Medicine. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app. Hi, podcasters. Just thought I'd give a quick shout out to The Science Show. I read your text so I know you all love a good science story. Of course you do. So check out The Science Show with the fabulous Robin Williams on the ABC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts.